Hi guys, this is Rick coming at you with Weed to Know Basis, the podcast for all things cannabis business related. Are you an entrepreneur? Have something you wanted to create, something you wanted to bring to life in the cannabis industry? Maybe you've always wanted to partake in one of the biggest industries in modern day history. This is the podcast to listen to. All right guys, we're back at HempQ. Actually, we're back in the basement of HempQ. We're back with Scott again. We started out guys and you heard about Scott's story. So go back and listen to it because you'll have a much better context. If you're listening to session four of what the annual strategic plan looks like or feels like, and you haven't heard the first three, go back and listen to those. I'm just going to compel you guys to do that because there's a flow, there's a rhyme, and there's a reason. In a quarter one or session when we talked about really getting your mindset straight as a cannabis entrepreneur and the importance of that, go back and hear that. Defining your mission, vision, values, really your, your, the beginnings of your roadmap, and then creating an actual plan. In session two, 90 days later, you've now been in the grind and the hustle doing your thing with your business. Uh, we talked about um, selling processes. How, does that be, how is that relevant to your business and your culture? Leveraging the power of marketing and then tweaking that plan. If you're off course, that's okay. We get you back on course and you begin to continue ascending your business Everest. In the third quarter, session three, which we, you just heard, we talked about um, leadership, not doership how to leverage one of your greatest assets, and that's your people, whether they're your literal employees, mm -hmm. uh, your shareholders, your customers, clients, but all those people. And then again, going back to that plan and making sure you're on track. Are your goals, on, are you on track to hitting your goals? So we're getting closer now to that peak. So now we're at the end of the year and you've now made it to session four. And this is where we talk about systematize by your business by creating, documenting, and improving your key processes, procedures, and policies. Secondly, learn to create key metrics. What that means is trust your systems, your people, and your leadership talents. You have now evolved as an entrepreneur, and then of course you have your plan. So tell us about systematizing the business by the documents, procedure, policies. Like what is that, what is that? You go. Right. So. <laughs> So, uh, you know, we will be covering these things as we're going through because each one of these quarters is a system or a process. And so now we're to quarter four, we need to start really put some, you know, icing on the cake, so to speak. So let's really create now a systematized structure that you can use to build this out. I've got some great tools that I'm going to show you and some great online platforms, actually, that you can load a lot of this stuff into so it will be basically on the cloud and all your team members can use it and access it. But quite honestly, it's a bit premature to be doing your systems and procedures full on in the beginning. Like you've got to make sure that, you know, this boat is going to actually sail before you go put the sail up, right? Which is kind of your systems and operations. So that's what we're going to do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of heavy lifting. Uh, I talk about in the book, it was a very, one of the most onerous things I ever did in my company was creating all these systems and processes. Um, but you're going to be teed up and ready to go by quarter four to start building these out. Gotcha. Interesting. So uh, this is where we really begin to build those systems mm -hmm. because in the beginning, you don't even know what kind of business you're quite building yet. Right, correct. Those are, <laughs> it, it didn't dawn on me until it dawned on me just now <laughs> that you're right. A lot of times we jump in and we want to develop process, SOPs, policy right. procedure, and it's like you don't even know what we're building right, yet. Right, right. Interesting. So key metrics, tr you mentioned trusting your systems, your people, your leadership talents. Right. So one of the things I learned uh, pretty early on, actually, even before I had my, my major meltdown was, you know, if I, if I would put measurables in place, key measurables in place, I could sleep at least three hours a night. You know, I wasn't up all night because these key measurables, they're telling me, right? Well, it gets measured, gets done. My measurables, it's, it's, it's a dashboard. People use a dashboard a lot, right? So everybody understands you drive a car. In today's cars, there's billions of things going on a second in your car 
to drive that car like it drives. But on your dashboard, all you really need to know is what's the speed, do I have gas, and is the car in running order, right? That's your dashboard, that's your key metrics. So this gets you out of the weeds of thinking of all the minutia of your business and creating what I like to call five key metrics, that's what we're gonna work on, that can measure how 95% of your business is operating at any one time. Um, people used to say to me, and I say used to, they still do, did you have open book management in your company? We didn't have open book management, meaning P&L, balance sheet, cash flow statement, wasn't reviewed by everybody in the company, but we had open metric management. So everybody in the company knew the five key metrics, they knew how they were measured, and they knew what the goal was to achieve in those metrics. So once you have these metrics in place, you are pretty dangerous. We talk about differentiator, I can pretty much guarantee you, you are now in probably the top two to 3% of everybody in business, not just this business, in business, of having those five key metrics to measure how your business is running. That in and of itself could be the entire marketing pitch for you wanting, for you needing to be at these sessions. At the end of these, your company will be in the top two to 3% of all companies because because you've taken the time to work on your business Correct. instead of the hustle and grind in your business and then wondering why the heck my company's not hitting those numbers Correct. and really getting the numbers. And I love the analogy of the dashboard. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Your business, guys, you may not know it, but there's a tremendous amount of moving parts. Yep. Whether you have a shop, an online presence, you're mm -hmm. a marketing firm, you have a lot of moving parts. And so the dashboard, what, what you begin to develop and have almost in a concrete way is managing your business from a simple one-shot dashboard like Correct. driving a car. Correct. Love it. Correct. Interesting. Yep. So review and update strategic plan. So mm -hmm. now we're coming into the session four. Mm -hmm. We have this, in my mind, I see the strategic plan with all kinds of cross-outs and red mm -hmm. lines. So what happens with that plan now in session four? So session four now, basically, because the following session, year two, will build out that next quarter, your next year plan. That's the way the, the program works. Um, this is now, you know, it's kind of the graduation stage, and you know, celebrate the wins, I call it. You know, did you hit your measurable win? If you did, you know, we're gonna pop the champagne and celebrate, right? You hit your measurable win. Yeah. Um, you know, if we hit a 80, 90 percent, or we'll still celebrate because you're good, right? And if you really didn't hit them at all, now I'll tell you by quarter four, if you're that far off, we probably made an adjustment, not probably, we made an adjustment early on so you're not that far off, but it might not be what you set out a year ago to hit. But the point is, did you move the needle? Did you move the bar? Are you on course to where you wanted to go? Again, don't get frustrated here. So year one's always the most difficult. Session one's really the most difficult because it's the first time you ever did it. Um, but year one, you may have to totally readdress, could be market situations, could be trends going on in the marketplace, could be the economy, could be something to do with legislation. You may have to readdress your next year plan and just make some adjustments. Now, sometimes they're on the upside or sometimes you go into a whole new service offering or product and now that's really where your angle is and that's what you're going towards for the next year. So back to mission, vision, values, um, your, your vision should not change for three years. It should be your vision. Now, if the number has to change, I understand if something happened there, but the vision should be the vision. Your mission may also get tweaked a little bit after year one, depending on what you set out your mission to be in year one. So if that makes sense. Your values never change. Your values are your values. I mean, your values are who you should be and who you are because they ring true with you as an individual and as a company. So we may, we may readdress at the end, just, you know, let's take a look yeah. at this and make sure we're still on track. I don't know enough about the participants to know what kind of things that they might be doing in their business, but there may be a product line or a service offering that wasn't on their radar quarter one, now is quarter, quarter four. They may want to adjust their mission to, you know, to approach right. that opportunity in a more clear way. Gotcha. 
And then some of the things, guys, as, we're, as Scott is talking about, you know, tactics and uh, deliverables and the plan is uh, don't forget, as, you're, as you've heard all of these, you know, the Scott's intro, then the, these four, this four-part micro-series, don't forget, there's also a table of people who are on the same journey as you. So when we talked last episode about your, your scaling, your ascending Everest with the, with the Sherpa, is you are also doing it with an incredible group of, and I'm looking down the table, this is literally, probably literally where we're gonna be, uh, with a dozen or so other entrepreneurs who are on that same journey. Mm -hmm. So um, some of the things that um, are emerging as I'm really, as I'm teasing this out of my mind are, what happens if there's companies that have um, similar endeavors? Mm -hmm. Like they're maybe in the same, I don't know, like one store and another store. Mm -hmm. Like how does that, how does that play? Um, so again, I, I believe, you know, we're all in this together. Your network equals your net worth. So I don't, I don't foresee that being an issue. I mean, I've done these with other groups of companies and similar businesses. Um, it's really, you know, the power of, of multiple people. So I, I actually had a group, uh, two, two individuals who were both in physical therapy uh, business together, not together, but in their own business. Now, one was about a $600,000 business, the other was about a $700,000 business, and they were in these group sessions together. And by the third session, they realized the one person was really strong in ops, and the other person was really strong in sales. And I said, hey, you know, Wonder Twins Activate, you two, did you ever think about joining forces? Because you complement each other, maybe you could go into business together. Well, long story short, it's called Rise Rehab. It sold last year. They were at 17 locations when they sold. They were at four when they started, and they both, they sold the company out. After I worked with them for about four years and they did their own thing for about three years. So you may see there may be some synergies or common things where the power of many, right? I mean, you get that, especially if they're in different parts of the country. I mean, I see that a lot as well too. I've got clients who do the exact same industry, but they're in totally different parts of the company, country and they can share resources and, and tools that's working together and they both grow their business separately. Interesting. Take note of that, guys, is that because that that was, you know, as Scott's talking about these, I'm actually going in a kind of painting this mental picture and I'm thinking, what if there's two companies who are doing the same thing mm -hmm. at the same time? And so um, what I'm what I'm hearing, if I'm picking up what you're putting down, mm -hmm. is that um, there's nothing to be afraid of. No. They're, they're, your network is your net worth and that network can absolutely be uh, potential yeah potential competitors yeah. and there may actually be some magic that could happen as a result of going through these strategic planning sessions quarter over quarter absolutely absolutely so I mean I, I look and a lot of people are like wow you grew your company so fast in 10 years how'd you do it I said the main the main reason and I do believe it's the main reason my business partner her name was Karen was the op side I was the sales and marketing I was the face of the company had I been the ops person or had she been sales and marketing, I don't know that, it, number one, we would have ever even made it, but I know we wouldn't have grown as quickly. So you want to be thinking, we'll, we'll uncover this in, in quarter one, by the way. This is uncovered in the first session because this gets into your passion. If your passion is sales, truly you're a salesperson, back to the disc profile, and you don't have that ops person, the chances of you hitting a lot of these goals are probably going to be tough. So you need to be thinking about these kinds of things. So there needs to be complementary pieces to your puzzle, right? I mean, yeah. if you have, I'm not saying it won't work, I'm just saying it's gonna be a lot more difficult if you don't have both sides of that business covered. Gotcha. So we're in session four, uh, we, we wrap for the day. What does the participant or the company owner or the CEO, what does that person then look, what do they look forward to as a result of, uh, like literally, is there then year two, is mm -hmm. there session five, like what happens then? I mean, 
Ideally, this would be a three-year program. So okay. year two then we would start, you'd come back for quarter five, but it would be quarter one of year two, Y2, Q1, that sort of a thing. And we would start building out your next year plan. So this is like November-ish of the year. We're now building out your quarter, November, December, your quarter one plan for the next year. So it's a full-on plan for a year of the next year. Um, topics then, we would roll into more topics. So there'd be more modules that we would cover. Um, Typically, we're going to cover people, which is what's in here, strategy, finance, um, operations, and sales and marketing. Those are kind of the five core areas we're going to cover. So we will cycle through those through year two and year three, but they'll be elevated levels. So when you were just maybe learning to crawl in year one, now we're going to get to walking in year two and then running in year three. And then typically what happens is after year three, um, it would either be more of a one-on-one -on -one or a mastermind type group. Um, some of the groups like to stay together and that's fine. I mean, there might be some people that want to just continue going forward. Um, but by the end of year three, you're, you're more than dangerous now. I mean, you should be out there. You should be knocking these out of the park. I mean, I, I'm happy to facilitate ongoing, but most of my clients are, you know, I kick them out of the nest, as I say, and let them fly. Yeah. So. Interesting. So each year, each session builds upon the next, each year builds upon the next. Right. When we think about our business from a tactical perspective, but uh, don't, don't uh, forget guys that, uh, uh, guys and gals, that you are also growing. Right. Uh, and not just as an entrepreneur. Right. You know, having gone through these myself is I found myself growing as, as a better person, mm -hmm. as a better human. And it wasn't because all of the tactical things, it was because of the group Correct. and what we learned together and the collective. And so right. there was a lot of power to the things that aren't going to be on the piece of paper. Correct. So, interesting. Kick them out of the nest. Uh, one of the, the big things I took away is also is you will be in the top two to three percent of all other companies. And these are some nuggets I've taken from all the different t sessions we've had mm -hmm. here so far. Uh, your three hag, getting your three, three year hairy audacious goal out there. Uh, the fact that you took your business from zero to 170 million in mm -hmm. 10 years and that this is the same type of, this is the same system you use yep. to get yourself out of the weeds yep. and really build something substantial. So guys, that's been session four. And now if you haven't heard one, two, and three or Scott's story, make sure you go back and listen up. You're gonna to wanna to tune into those. But um, we'd love to see you at any one of those, actually all of them. You heard this is a, these build upon, one builds upon the next. But go back and listen, guys. You, you took some things out of here. I took as, as, many, as many notes or as much notes as you should have on your sheets, and I did. I have a ton of notes just by sitting here live with Scott. But. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in and don't forget guys, go back and listen to session one, two, three, and four. Listen to what, what you're gonna get, what we're gonna be delivering. Uh, become a better business owner, better entrepreneur. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys here soon. Remember, if you're listening, it's because you two are on a weed to no basis. Peace.